fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. It is no fluke. <laughs> It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. And as always, I'm Aaron Smith with my fearless (laughs) co-host. Ed Mayhall. What I do already. Uh you're you're here. It's just the two of us because Jeff is not here as he is in the happiest place on earth. Uh where you just came back from. Yeah, I went there. Um I'm not sure it's the happiest place on earth, though. That's that's what they say, right? Yeah, well, they say that, but did they, you not ha- did you not have the, the happiest time? I mean, uh Disney's definitely a great place for kids. Okay. Yeah. You didn't get the uh, the unlimited drink package. Is an unlimited drink package? I I thought they, I thought that was only in cruises. They do those too, right? Yeah, the cheer the suds packages or whatever. Those are fun, but I don't know about Disney. I didn't get one of those. If they do, well, you were zero in charge of this whole planning process for Disney, right? You're absolutely correct. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to go on a vacation for kids, uh, unless there's unlimited drinks. I mean, you'll be going there soon, so we'll see. Um, getting a puppy though on Friday. Are you, what kind of dog you getting? I told I, you not to do this. I'm getting a puppy. We're only doing one. We're not doing two. Like I wanted to. All right. Well, at least you half listened to me. That's good. I did. Um, but we are, we are getting a puppy. I'm, I'm pulling up the picture right now. There she is. There's there's the little pup, Callie. Lab? Uh Lab and Shepherd. You go. Six months, three months? Um no, she is young, young. Um they posted this like last week and she was nine weeks old at that point. So jeez. Oh, Ten weeks. Old, 11 weeks old. So you're going to have two babies in the house. <laughs> well, the other one's not due until July. We'll be good. We well, got, three, got three months. It's fine. We'll potty yeah. train her. Oh, yeah. So that's, good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm home all day. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I can't wait till you post that meme. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. If, if Jeff is by chance listening, which we'll see if he listens you know, tonight or tomorrow or on his way home, whatever. Any uh, any suggestions for his his trip in Disney? As you literally just got back last week. I mean, it looks like he's already been to Magic Kingdom. Um, in a Magic Kingdom, I mean, there were no suggestions. I mean, just just survive. Just do your best to try to survive. Uh, if you're going to Animal Kingdom, I mean, do the Kilimanjaro uh, Safari first. Uh, early in the morning when the animals are out and active. Uh, maybe they'll sit on the track for you and you have to sit there for 20 minutes. 
Um, is that what happened to you? Uh, the group in front of us. Mm. That's why we were late getting on our, our genie pass. Um, also, uh, and you've probably already learned this, but um, definitely do that ordering of your food on the app because it avoids more line waiting. I hated waiting in line in there. Did you do any of the fast pass stuff while you were there? Yeah, we had the genie plus the uh, so that that whole thing is crazy, too. I mean, this is going to be a Disney podcast tonight. Um <laughs> You gotta wake up at like seven o'clock, six thirty in the morning because you gotta you gotta book your first one at seven a.m. and then you can't book your second one until two hours after the park opens or right after you finish your first ride. That's yeah. ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Well, and how many people also have the same thing? So they're also doing like everyone else is paying a hundred dollars per Genie Plus Pass. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of them. And then, like, one of the other things we learned, like, don't, if you're going to buy a stuffed Mickey, don't buy it there. You can buy the same one at the Walmart down the street for, like, $20 cheaper. Whoops. Yeah. We didn't do it. But we learned it. What's what's your brother talking about in the chat? Oh, is he in the chat already? Yeah. Oh, so his little girl's uh, soccer team. Uh, the orange sandwich heads, that's what they named themselves. One oh. tonight, two to nothing. So that's that's good stuff. Named after go, Bill. Named after Bill. Yeah, orange sandwich head. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good one. All right. So getting to the task. Oh, the other thing, um oh. the the twenty four hour dental, emergency dental in Orlando. Good people. Which one of you had dental issues? Of course you did. Cavity decided to show up while we were down there. Of course you did. Oh, FCC's up to nothing. Are they even on TV? I don't know, but I did wear I did wear my FC hat. Back when we used to try to talk about FC? As it as it matched my uh my skyline shirt here, but a skyline shirt too? Yeah, cracker bomb. Did you go? Um so like I said, back to the task at hand. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats landed a commitment from the transfer portal last week on Friday. Oh, okay. Deanna says uh, her her mom was about an hour from Disney, so they've never done a real Disney. Just little bits and pieces. As long as you go, as long as you've drank around the world at Epcot, I hear that's 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 the real crowning accomplishment. But I've got my own to do that. Um, so, so they did get a commitment from Kalu Azikpe, uh, six, six, eight out of old dominion. Uh, he's, I'm, I'm assuming slated in to be the center next year. Um, kind of, uh, I I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I would assume that that's probably the conversation that's been had. Um, but you'd also have Odie and and Vic in competition for minutes there at that position. So I know you were looking up the stats uh, off air before we started recording, but oh, that doesn't look good at all. No, it's very no. small. If you, um, stupid ads come up in here, but yeah, let's go ahead and take that down. But 
I mean, last average year averaged what eleven three. Yeah, la- last year averaged eleven three, um, seven. Uh, or I'm sorry, five defensive rebounds, two offensive rebounds. Um, in his career at Old Dominion, he's had 100, uh, 159 defensive rebounds and 68 offensive rebounds. I mean, we definitely need some rebounding on this team. We we saw that last year, so that's good. Um, yeah. Watching a couple videos of him, he's a big boy. So I, I thought that was why you might be excited about this transfer as – you know, who who are some of the centers that are your favorite? I know the answer to this, but but who are who are some of your favorite centers not named Kenyon Martin? Oh, top two come to mind are uh, Eric Hicks and uh, Jason Maxiel. Weird, because he's right in that same neighborhood as far as height goes, as far as build goes. He's he's just gonna be kind of that that bulldog if all goes to plan and hopefully bring back that Bearcat mentality, that Bearcat toughness to what we're accustomed to yeah. accustomed to seeing. Like we've, we've messed around with the seven footers with Chris vote with Hayden Koval with Abdul Adu. It but we haven't had a big stocky guy like this since, I mean, Coriante DeBerry to get the, didn't get to play that much but so i guess the next right. one since that would be yancey gates well and even yancey was i think taller than that six eight yeah yeah i mean he, he definitely was stocky but he was also tall so you just i don't even know if stocky would be the right word at that point i think it's just bulky yeah bulky yeah that's a good one um but but here we we have an opportunity to get back into your knee man yeah that did just happen that's on me that's on me your knee yeah, it stopped. Um, it stopped. <laughs> but we have an opportunity to get back into that that Bearcat grind uh, yeah. that we were accustomed to seeing through the post Kenyan era. Really, I mean, Max Seal and and Eric were both, yeah, post Kenyan. I mean, even even Fortson, he he would play a little bit of five, and uh, <laughs> no, Jeff tonight that's correct he's in disney maybe he'll Um, hop on i did i I put it in the group chat (laughs) um but but yeah i I don't know i I think it gives the bearcats an opportunity to kind of get back to that you know mid-2000s form to where mid-2000s late 2000s um where, where you have a smaller grittier guy battling for the rebounds battling inside for those points uh because while he averaged 11 three, Chad and I have talked about it. You know, if he even if he averages, you know, eight or nine, that's still more than we were getting. Yeah, we were getting correct. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think his floor and ceiling could potentially be with this team? Well, he only has one year left, if I'm looking correctly. So he only has one right. year left. I don't know. I mean, I think I told you off air. Like, I'm excited to see Mike get a hold of this guy in the Monster Factory, and you know, a couple, a couple months with Mike and he could be, we talked about it with JT and coach cam last year. Like we're just looking for that one guy, just that big, like boy underneath the board. Right. This is just, just that guy who, you know, people don't want to go up against and and maybe he could be that guy. And if he could be that guy, uh, that could definitely, I mean, I'm not calling, you know, 
this isn't me saying conference champion because Houston's tough, but I mean, we could be up there in talks with conference champion if, if you know, well, Memphis more guys out of the out of Memphis the lost everyone. Yeah, well, <laughs> see who else they pay to come to come over. So. I don't know if they are going to be able to pay anybody since they're already under NCAA scrutiny right now. Already, um, yeah, they're. I mean, they have uh, level one infractions being looked into right now. Um, Can't wait to let Xavier. They. Uh, Looking at Kalu last year, he did have three double doubles. Uh, the best of which was a 17 and 17 outing against FAU. He also had 21 and 12 against uh, Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, he averaged a little over a block a game as he finished the season with 36 blocks. So he's he's a little gritty. Uh, he did have a play a convert to as a player of the week when he went for 15 and a half and 12 uh, in a two game span. But, you know, I think that this is going to be a guy who he's not going to need to score at a high clip, but just the fact that it's an option down low is certainly different than what we have had over the course of, I don't know, since like out-of-conference play got done with after the end of Chris Vogt's first season. Yeah, I mean, that's true because Chris Vogt's first season, he was kind of somebody we could rely on. Um, definitely not the second season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be great if that, if he could be like our, if we could just get the ball underneath the basket and, and, and finish underneath the basket, that would be amazing. And if he could be that guy for us and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'll buy the Jersey. How much would that open up for the perimeter though? Oh yeah. I'd be bringing a bunch of guys inside. So the, the outside is going to be open. Maybe we can get, you know, DDJ and get a couple more, uh, trays and it'd be nice to see if ddj could get some get some nice open shots yeah so they're also looking in the portal right now at guards they they still are in on a couple guys there um including sean mcneil from west virginia who i believe is supposed to visit uh no thursday um also Still in on Antoine Davis until I hear otherwise. Um, a guard out of Detroit, um, who I believe both those guys would be their last season. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, th- I think they have at least gotten a big, which was a everyone knew Cincinnati mm-hmm. needed needed mm-hmm. to get a big. Uh, they need a point guard as that still continues to be a glaring need on this roster. And if they can also shore a guy who can be that stretch wing, who can score at a high clip, I think that that'll start to take care of this roster. And I I think that you're looking at a vastly different team from this year's version of the Cincinnati Bearcats. So the transfer portal, how long do these guys have to – to make a decision. So like how long do you think we have to wait until we find out some more, you know, some more guys coming out? Well, you have to. Uh Oh, Aaron has froze. We're good. There he is. Um, They have until May 1st to enter the transfer portal to have eligibility for next season. Okay. Uh, got another 
11, 11 days or so. 11 days. Um, that said, you don't have to be signed with the team at that point. You just have what's to be. The, what's the date on that? Is there is there a date on that? Actually, I don't. I don't believe there is. Okay. Um, I think it's just a matter of you have to be in the portal uh, before May first. Huh. So, and then we're waiting on uh, another guy who's going to announce next week, right? Uh, Finnessy, who was just here um, this weekend, Rob Finnessy from Indiana. That's not who I'm thinking of. We were down to this guy's last five choices. Um, oh, Rayvon Griffith. Thank you, Rayvon. That's it. Yep. Well, that's a 23 recruit. That's not okay. part of the All transfer right. portal. Uh, Rayvon Griffith out of Taft High School. Uh, he did drop his top five last week as well. And he, he, so get this, Ed. He is announcing on May 1st. I, I heard this. His number is three. He goes by. R3G. R3G. Rayvon Griffith. Yeah. Three in the middle. Um, RG3 was already taken. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Do you think there's anything to that? You're talking about the 513? Correct. I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, maybe maybe after, well, we'll talk about later, Um, but maybe after seeing the commitment that was made this week to the football team, um, and how this guy's gonna become a home, hometown hero? Maybe he's like, wait, wait, I, I can be a hometown hero for the basketball team. I don't know. It, it's it's a possibility. Well, you already saw Jeremiah. Davenport. You already saw Jeremiah Davenport do that, so he wouldn't be yeah. the only hometown hero on this team. That's true. Um, you also had another target for the Bearcats, Isaiah Collier, with the eye emojis, the big open eyes, uh, in his Instagram announcement, in some of his tweets. Uh, but that's been another big target for the Bearcats as they, again, are looking to shore up a point guard, um, not just in the transfer portal for a one-year, uh, you know, one-and-done, uh, but also for you know, the foreseeable future to have a point guard as, I think this is, it's Micah Adams would, I think Micah might have two years left um, with his COVID year. Um so I don't know. There's a, a lot of moving pieces here with the basketball team. And I don't know. I just, I, obviously I'm with everybody who wants to see some movement, but I think I have quite a bit more patience than a lot of fans currently on bearcatjournal.com. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, there, there, that, that thread has gotten long. Yeah. It has gone. Uh, yeah, Micah Adams is going into his fourth season. So he would still have the COVID year as well, so he'll have one, one, maybe two years left. Yep. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on where this team should be You know, looking or where they need to improve or any other thoughts as far as the transfer portal and or recruiting for 23 goes? No, I mean, it would just be nice if we could hear some more, but – Again, I'll be patient. Um, this isn't going to be like last year where we could just pick people. Well, we had to pick people quickly. Um, right. And there, there's also a lot of other factors that are playing into the transfer portal this year, which is wild. Well, yeah, the when NIL. It NIL has become, right. It's become a huge thing. Wild um, to me. I mean, back in the day, you'd go to a school because they had Nike. Now you go to a school because they're going to pay 100000 Or more. Or more. 
Did you see uh, John Daly's kid? No. Got an NIL deal. John Daly the second got an NIL deal. He's a golfer, also yeah. like his dad. Yeah. Um, going to Arkansas, and he signed an NIL deal with none other than Hooters. Of course he did. I mean, his dad will just... be in the parking lot in his in his RV <laughs> signing autographs <laughs> and selling crazy pants. How on brand though is that? You know, Hooters is waiting for that, right? Like they're like, hey, uh. Damn, John Daly's beard is just out there. I did see, uh, I did see that in the one of the OT threads today on uh, on Bearcat Journal. But uh, out there, I thought it was hilarious that his son has signed that NIL deal with Hooters. Um, NIL deals are just changing everything. They, well, because how many of them are actual deals as opposed to trying to maneuver loopholes? Yeah, setting up a collective to lure a kid to come to your school, pay him money, and basically take the money out of the bag, the duffel bag, put it on the table, report it to Uncle Sam, and call it an NIL deal. I mean, it's like to make like a handful of appearances somewhere to get paid two hundred thousand dollars or whatever the case may be. It was like last year, uh, a bunch, a handful of Bearcats got. Uh, simple truth brand deals, right? And they're mm-hmm. advertising on Instagram. Oh, simple truth. I love simple truth. No, you don't. You're buying a 10 cent ramen noodle off the shelf at Croker, just like all the other porch. Co- poor not if you're is. not if you're making some dope money off of those deals. Yeah, but I mean, are you okay? Well, it's possible. We, then, we I don't guess, know what they made. Don't know what they made. I mean, they make a hundred thousand probably. But. And I don't think they actually posted any more than one post about. I that. think Mason posted two. <laughs> Because I, I remember seeing Mason or somebody posted a second one. I was like, I haven't seen them advertise this in a, since the first time they advertised it. Maybe it was maybe it was DDJ or something. I don't know. Somebody did like last month. Pretty wild. Um, but you you alluded to it as we switch gears to Bearcats football. But the Bearcats did bring a hometown hero back home as Corey Kiner. From Roger Bacon High School, Mr. Ohio, uh, a running back, left LSU, where, uh, by the way, Cincinnati's offensive coordinator from last year is uh, Mike Denbrock. Oh, yeah. But Corey Kiner left LSU. Uh, It was announced yesterday morning, and by last night. He was committed to playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. So and I have some I have, I have some infi- inside information on how that all happened. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Sunday night on Easter, um, Brian Kelly invited him over for Easter, you know, Easter dinner. And as they're you know sitting around eating ham and rolls and and probably an apple pie. Um, which Brian which Kelly, which accent was Brian Kelly using at this? Brian dinner? was like, "Would you like some apple well, pie?" Well, because he knows <laughs> that's such a bad. Down here in the bayou, so we gonna he, have some gator. Does he and need some talk, ham? Does he need to talk like an LSU guy at this dinner? Considering Corey's from Cincinnati, you're right. He could have changed his accent back to the Northwest. Like, oh, did you get some more ham? You're, Pardon you're, me. Your sources are not very good on this. Well, I didn't have any sources on what the accent was, but I could tell you what happened was they were eating some apple pie. 
And he said, Brian looked at him and was like, Hey man, uh, I got that 360 machine downstairs in the basement. You want to go ahead and make a TikTok video? And Corey said, I'm getting the hell out of here. And <laughs> called Luke and said, I'm putting myself in the transfer portal and I'm coming to you. And so the 360 machine fires back. We beat Brian Kelly again and all is good in Cincinnati. So that's that's how it all went down. That's according, according to my sources. According to your sources. Huh? My sources. I don't know if Chad can back that up or not. Um, but um, that's unbelievable. That's my source. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's not far from reality. Well, that was rec- reckless speculation by <laughs> Ed Mayall. I don't know about reckless. I mean, it, it'll uh, come out soon. percent that was reckless. Sh- Justin's writing up an article about it in The Athletic. I can't believe you. So, I don't know. I mean, this is a it's a huge get for Cincinnati, as we've talked about spring ball. And the running back room was a little bit of a question mark. We know that we have... You know, both Ryan Montgomery, we have Miles Montgomery, we have Ethan Wright, uh, who've all seen – well, Ethan and Ethan and Ryan have both seen action uh, last year a little bit. Uh, Charles McClellan as well. And you have uh, the the newbie, Stephen Bird, as he's a freshman. Um, but there were just still question marks as you had Jerome Ford last year who was a bell cow. He was a beast. A beast. And he was very good with the ball in his hand and open space. And there were a little, I mean, there were some concerns as to what the running game was going to look, look like this upcoming season, not necessarily in a bad way, but just question marks. Yeah. So instead you have a transfer from an sec school, a big sec school in LSU kid coming home who if he had committed to Cincinnati would have been according to the 24/7 composite the highest rank player what are you laughing about that <laughs> sorry guys i thought i was going to be here like a half hour ago but i just wondered if you were here to back up my source uh, I have no clue what you're talking about. I've been on a phone call that lasted half an hour than I expect, half an hour longer than I expected. You probably well, talked about this on that phone call. So, so my sources say um, that uh, that Brian Kelly invited Kiner over for uh, things uh, Easter dinner on Sunday, <laughs> and you know after they're done eating their ham um, and their their gator and their apple pie, um, he said, "Hey man, I got that uh, 360 machine down in the basement. You want to make a TikTok?" And Corey immediately said, hell no, called Luke, said, I'm going to transfer portal. I'm coming there. No. <laughs> That's going to be the one time my source is right. Your source is wrong. So what had happened was, did Tommy Pham just did a home run? It looked like it, but then no. No, I think he did. Am I behind? I think so. I'm watching him round third and head for home, Ed. Yeah, he's still, he just, yeah. He just got the bat on my screen. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, There it is. There it is. That's a home run. Yeah. I like that he said, oh, no, he just got up. It looked like it, but no. 
What order did any of this happen in in Ed's head? I don't know, but the guy before him looked like he hit him. Oh. Um, no, what it came down to was uh Corey Kiner was was contemplating the transfer portal in January mm-hmm. when Brian Kelly got the job. And then Brian Kelly got the job, and then and then he hired Mike Dembrock. And they loved up Corey Kiner. And they told him he was going to be the guy. Um, you know. And then, you know, uh, something like spring football starts and the truth starts, you know, showing up. Right. And instead of being the guy, he was kind of the guy next to the guy or the guy right behind the guy. It's crazy that Brian Kelly would lie to a kid, though, right? Like lie to get him to stay. That's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's hard to fathom. (laughs) I don't believe it. So that's that's kind of what went down. Is is Brian Kelly kind of fudged the truth a little bit? And uh, when you do that in that kind of situation, the kid the kid has a, a uh, an understanding of what's the truth and what's a lie. And he's always kind of missed home since he's been down there. Like that's why this happened so fast. There wasn't he he only wanted one thing when he decided he was going to leave LSU and that was to come home to Cincinnati. And you know, why, why go close to home when you can go home, when you see your mom, like, you know, rough day of practice, feeling, feeling a little down. Guess what you do? You drive five minutes to your mom's house. And And mom makes you some meatloaf. Yep. Right. Like mom, I'm coming for dinner. Okay, sweetie, I'll see you at six. Like, well, I mean, and how how awesome is that that he gets to let his friends and family yeah, see and coaches see his game without having to travel, you know, twelve hours down to Louisiana. Right. And that was a big part. If the, there's a Q and A up on Bearcat Journal right now uh, with Mick Walker, who talked to Corey today, and that stuff, like going back and being able to see his teachers at Roger Bacon, that that had an impact on his life and who he, who he is right now and who he became like, that's a big thing for him. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where things played out and it happened very fast. Um, But Cincinnati got better yesterday, Ed. That's. Oh yeah. I mean, they got better. You you lie to a player and now they have choices, right? Right. Now they can go into that portal. Like, Oh, you you know, back in the day, you lie to a player. He's stuck. Um, and yes, a bag to come out, but yeah, no, you're right. Since I got much better and that's as Aaron was saying, like the running game was kind of something we were a little bit worried about this year. And I told Aaron I, off Ford, like, I think he could be the next Jerome Ford. Like, I think he I, could be, I, I didn't use I worried. Jerome Ford. I didn't, no? I didn't use worried about, and I, I didn't say he was going there were to questions. Be. I think you said, correct. We had question marks in the run yeah, because yeah. we didn't know. We haven't seen those guys carry the load. We haven't seen Corey Kiner carry the load, but I think personally in watching him run, watching him operate, I think he's a more talented Mike Warren. And is, is he here that's yet? Good. That, no, he's got to finish up. He's got to finish up his semester. At semester. LSU. Okay. All right. And then I don't have a timeline on that, but he'll be here sometime in the summer. I would guess usually uh, early June is when those guys start to matriculate to campus um, because matriculate. they're matriculate. That's in your vocabulary. Yes. 
What do you think that that's like for a player who leaves a school but still has to finish a semester and still has to go to classes, especially at that younger age? They're usually going to be gen eds, and I'd imagine they're in a lot of those same classes with other football players. Do you think that that gets yeah. weird or awkward? No, or I, I think any like maybe maybe five years ago, but I think now everybody's in on like how this works. Like yeah. okay. You know, I, I don't think anybody is like uh, holding it against you that that you're going home or that, you know, you were you were a little farther down on the depth chart than maybe you were promised. And, you know, now you're going to go go explore your own thing. Five or six um, years ago, you didn't really have people transferring at the rate that they're transferring now either. It's that's true. Yeah, it's far, it's, far more commonplace. And it was a dip like the way you had to to go through transferring, like you had to go through the coach and like, there was a lot of animosity. Oh, we remember. Especially. (laughs) Oh, we remember. Especially in a situation like this, LSU did not want him to go. Like I I put this on the board last night. He filed his uh, transfer paperwork on Friday and you have the compliance office has two business days to execute the paperwork. Okay, and so that does 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 say that my that my sources were wrong then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I gotta find I, I a source. I wasn't kidding, Ed. I was, I was trying to. I paid a hundred dollars for that, so. <laughs> you paid a hundred dollars for what? That source. Why? Why are you like? I comped your membership, Ed. You don't have to pay a hundred dollars for anything. No, no, I I paid a hundred dollars for that source that said that he he asked him to get in a three sixty machine. I know. I'm telling you that I, I was trying to get a step ahead of you. You're not. You're never. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I, I can promise you that, Ed. That's never going to happen. Unbelievable. I'm gonna try. Oh. <laughs> but he he put his name in on or he he applied for the transfer portal on Friday. Uh, here's the thing that, that that people aren't really talking about is that he put that message up for hours. No, no, I'm tra- like I'm leaving LSU. The transfer oh, portal yeah. message on yeah. Monday that yeah. was at like eleven o'clock in the he morning. Didn't yeah. actually go in the transfer portal until like three. That was to force their hand because they were trying to delay as much as possible. Because they were still doing everything in their power to keep it. Who? I don't think I want to ask the question, but like, who coaches a guy on something like that? Like, who who coaches a guy say, stick, you know, put this message out there to force their hand? Like, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's just like kids know. Like, it's becoming the the new norm. Like, it's becoming part of the process. The only thing they taught me in high school is how to bake a cake. I don't. They teach me about negotiations. Sounds about right. When was the last time you baked a cake, Ed? Are we? Are, am I watching a replay of last night's game? Oh, it's two to one. San Martinez thrown eight pitches. Yes. What? He's on pitch number seven on my team. And yeah, uh, according, I'm not watching, but you said Tommy Pham had a home run earlier. This is this is, this is last night, like yeah. replay. Tommy <laughs> Pham hits a home run. Am I taking crazy pills? What is happening? They once again led for eight minutes. I don't know. I 
the curse of Phil, according to Geoff. So anyhow, the 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 Kiner thing. Yeah, back to that. Like this was this was just a kid that wanted to come home, that that was ready for the the LSU portion of his journey be to be closed, for that chapter to be closed, and for the next chapter to be at Cincinnati. He would have had dozens, dozens of options if he would have decided to put his name in the portal and really explore right. what was out there for him. But he didn't have any desire to go anywhere but the University of Cincinnati. And I think that says more A than lot. you could ever imagine about Luke Fickle. Yeah. No, absolutely. 100%. We were just talking about it at soccer practice tonight. Somebody put that April Fool's joke out so that Luke Fickle was going to Ohio State. I said, you know, that joke did get me. Yes. Uh, ah. But, but, uh, like, I, Luke's not going anywhere. And, and, and the players are coming to him. He's building something here. He's, I mean, it's like, oh, we've talked about it before. How cool is it to come into a school with a football program that's, I don't want to say, it's on the decline thanks to Tubby Tuberville, and, and just build this, like build this, you're the king of the freaking city. Like, you're the next Bob Huggins of the University of Cincinnati. I think you're bigger. Because he's made it to a playoff, you're right. Um, but yeah. I made a Final Four. I mean. Well, he did. I got a poster. But yeah, I mean, it's just. I wouldn't leave a situation like that. I have the I have the university by the balls. Like they're gonna do whatever I want to do. I'm getting an indoor practice facility before the pro team gets an indoor practice facility. Well, they'll get their bubble probably early. They're but, building they're building what UC built a decade ago. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Exactly. Jesus. What are we I know. doing? I I'm think sorry. they're buying UC's bubble. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's I, I don't doing. know that you can because I think that thing needs a good pressure washing. And I think if you pressure wash it, it's going to rip to shreds. I don't think they care. I think they're buying UC's bubble. I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, you're building a facility? Needs a good pressure washing. Huh? Oh, you're building a facility? Well, we just bought some land. And uh, yeah. we borrow can we, that? Can we, we buy that? What are you guys going to do with that? What's, I think that we rent. What's that, what's that stuff that you spray on like your boat and stuff? If you have like, <laughs> flex seal, yeah, just, I got some of that out in the just, garage. Yeah, just just hit the hit the bubble up with the with some flex seal in the spots you need it. You'll be you'll be good to go. Great, he'll be fine. Like like new. Evan McPherson <laughs> might might kick a hole into it, but yeah, you'd be good to go. Well, and then the other back to you know back to Corey. The other thing is, is it, when he was being recruited here in Cincinnati out of high school him and Evan Prater were like dudes. Like that was the exciting thing. We thought we were getting him and Evan Prater. And like, it was gonna be like this hometown connection thing. And I mean, that's another thing. He wants to be home, be close to his mom, but now he wants to be back with his dudes too. Like some the guys that he, he balled out with and Hey, let's do it again. Let's do it, do it up for the city. And that's, that's an exciting thing as well. That, that's also a topic of the uh, Q and a with Mick Walker. That's up on Bearcat journal. I didn't even read it. <laughs> I mean, you're doing a great source. job. You're doing a great job. That was your source. You paid $100 for it? Not that one. That one was oh, $25. Okay. okay. I'm out of data, so I couldn't read anything at the at the soccer fields tonight. So, Wait, what? How are you out of data? How do you not have unlimited data? Ed? Hey, that's a topic uh, That's for another discussion. 
Where's Kathy? <laughs> we don't have Kathy. Hi, Kathy. We, we, we have Deanna and we have Geoff. Deanna, I love Deanna. She's awesome. I love her. I, I've never met her, but I cannot great. believe that it is the 2022nd year of our Lord, and you don't have unlimited data. I almost bought it last night. Do you pay not, for long now. distance too? No. Now the Tyler catcher's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, Tyler, Tyler Stevens is out now. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, look on Joey Votto's. Somebody needs to screenshot that look on Joey Votto's face right now. I missed it. That look was, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't miss it. You're behind him. I just haven't him. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. He's hurt, too. Like, he looks like he's down. Oh, what he was slammed the his head off the ground. Oh, is that what it was? As he was sliding in, he took his... Let me see this one more time. Joey's pissed. Like, man, we were going to make a TikTok after this. Oh, yeah, that yeah. look on Joey Vada's face right now is, I think he wants to kill somebody. I saw this look on Michael Phelps' face back in the Olympics once. Whoever oh, that was air, but... took, took two hands on top of Tyler Stevenson's face and spiked it. Oh, yeah, he did. You'll see it in the second, Ed. Oh, I saw it. Is that legal? I don't think, like, I, I guess it's legal. He called him out. I guess it's legal. That's like the uh, the, that move Crush used to do back in the day in WWF. Yeah, they're asking him, Where are you? Yeah, and hell, well, you are in Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, Deanna, you just watched the Bearcat Bounce for the first time last night, or I'm confused. It's good to have you. We love we we love you. She learned that she's old on the Bearcat Bounce. Oh. Uh yeah, I mean I I'm old apparently. We're all old. Aaron's older. Watch, he takes his two hands, like and just gives him one of these. What kind of bullshit is that? Well, it's against the red, so it's gonna be allowed. And then he um, reaches out like, "I'm sorry, bro. That's my bad. That's my bad." Thought that's all. Was, uh, what, was that always it? That, that one's on me. That's on, on me. me. That one's on, on me. me. That one's on me. Uh, RC. Sorry, sorry. I, I, th- this is why Kathy gets mad at me. I came in and I disrupted everything. No, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> We're without Jeff right now, so a third voice gives me time to drink beer and hang out. I, I got a, another iced tea. Um, we, we also talked about Zikpay. Uh Zekpeh. Well, I mean, we didn't figure out how to say Abdullah Du's name until like the end of the season. So we learned how to say his name. We just joked around about it. Ado, 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 Ado. Oh, yeah. Aaron never watched The Simpsons. You never watched The Simpsons? Just or Family Guy. I mean, so Family Guy watched like the first season and a half, and then, then I felt like got repetitive simpsons i just never got into because i wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid and then i just what never... was the reasoning for not being allowed to watch it as a kid i don't know the same reason i wasn't allowed to watch roseanne i don't know I, my, well my i mom, mean i get that my mom had mtv blocked like i don't know it was a stricter time back then my sisters did not like roseanne was was in of that time it was risque 
It was, yeah. Roseanne was. Yeah. The Simpsons were a cart like so here's what I learned on that, like back like with, with now with you know an eleven year old going through those years where she was, you know, younger. The Simpsons was progressive, but like kids didn't get it. Like they didn't kids didn't get the jokes. I was the oldest. They made mistakes with me. They they changed the rules with the uh the younger too. So your your siblings watched The Simpsons and Family Guy, and you didn't. I don't know what the hell they watched, but I don't. <laughs> I, I think my I think my youngest sister was allowed to watch whatever she wanted to watch. Oh, by the third one, they give up. Yeah, thirteen year age difference too. So I mean, I I, I had this uh the, I had this debate with uh with a cousin like two or three years ago, and they were like, Kelsey was listening to some stuff that my family didn't agree with, and I was like, when I was ten. I was listening to NWA and like Ice T. Like, I'm certainly not going to be the one to to cast stones at the things that were listened to by ten year olds, because the ten year olds, like, fuck the police was like, you know that, like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the shit that that was hot when we were ten, and I listened to it. And I don't think anything Kelsey's listening to is any worse than. You know the the NWA records of like 1987. I wasn't allowed to listen to um, Beastie Boys. Yeah, I definitely was. definitely no NWA. Yeah, right. It the, the TLC look wasn't how much, much better. Different. I turned out than you. TLC <laughs> must, wasn't much better. Different from the WAP. Not really. Like, but well, kind of. Deanna, I was allowed to watch 90210 as well and Melrose Place when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you watch 90210, Aaron? No. Nah. Married with Children? Oh, Married with Children? Watch that one. Wasn't allowed like to watch that one. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I was, the, I was the oldest. It's, it's, I, I'm not blaming them. I, I turned out fine. Kalu is Zekpay. Right. <laughs> Uh, good addition. It, it gives them some things that they were missing last year. Well, we were talking about it earlier, but uh, just to refresh again, now that you're here, um, Ed's favorite centers post Kenyon Martin were Max, Max Seal and Eric Hicks. Eric Hicks. And, you know, kind of getting to revisit those years. I'm working, but sure, I'll do it. He forgot to hit mute. He did not hit mute. <laughs> We've all been what? there. I'm going to go ahead and mute him. Um, you don't have to mute me. I'm just, uh, my daughter, uh, she doesn't want to take the dogs out and it's bedtime. Can I? Can you take the dogs out for me? I'm tired. Yeah, me too. And I'm working. <laughs> take the damn dogs out. <laughs> But I and she just walked away. She just assumed my no was a yes, and now she's going to bed, and I have to take the dogs out. And and you you called her name, and and there's Kathy in the chat. But uh, hi, Kathy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we just talked about how you know Ed's going to get to kind of relive his mid two thousands as he enjoyed the playing styles of Max Allen Hicks. Yeah, those That's, tough, aggressive. Look- Gonna tear down the rim, boys. I I said this to Aaron. 
when it happened, I've said it, I said it last night on the BVP. What's been a more successful style for Cincinnati? That guy or a seven footer? The seven footer, everybody is hated. The undersized, high effort, power forward center guys, Justin Jackson, Gary Clark, Trey Scott, Max Hicks, like the, the list goes on and on of those guys that were successful here. When you compare them to the seven foot guys or the six eleven guys, whatever that the fans hated. I I want the guy that I know fits the profile of what being a Bearcat looks like, right? These are the guys that have been more successful than anyone. Let's lean on those guys. Yeah. I so, hate this Reds team. I hate them already. <laughs> Jeff says he loves he loved Trey Scott. Jeff, you might have a chance to watch Trey Scott play again here in the near future. Yeah, you guys are on that coverage. I'm I'm out. Not going to that building. No, fuck that building. So when I submit the application for credentials, I just put Bearcat Journal. Yep. All right. He said, all the way out. Nothing could stop me. I'm all the way out. <laughs> I have no interest. No interest. Aaron, I definitely did just find we were talking earlier about um, John Daly, the second. Yeah. I did, ju- I did definitely just find the, uh, the picture the Twitter post. I've seen my father's great relationship with Hooters over the years, and I'm proud to continue ah. my family's association with this iconic <laughs> brand. Unreal. This is a joke, right? No, no, that's no. for real. That's for real, for real. All right, then. That's fun. That's a kid whose dad has been taking to Hooters since he was like two. Yeah, well, he looks 42 already. <clears throat> well, and he was taking him to Hooters at two, hoping that, you know, the Hooters girls would be like, oh, he's so cute. There's dad with his Hooters pants on. Unreal. That's wild. I, I have no words. That is wild. John Daly looks like he's in ZZ Top. <laughs> Santa's on vacation. Every Girls go crazy, crazy for a sharp dress, dress man. man. I can't believe we went to the same song, Ed. It's kind of <laughs> the, the first song everybody thinks of when they think of ZZ Top. No, legs, I think. I'd go legs. She oh, got legs. She knows how to use them. I don't know that's, not what, that that's not what they feature at Hooters. Different, different body part. Huh. Wings. It's the wings. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I don't. So. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ed, I, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter uh, the, over the course of the last week or so, though. Um, last couple weeks, even um, just how much as the NFL draft is approaching two Thursdays, yeah, you've seen a ton of exposure for Desmond Ritter, yeah. for Sauce Gardner, for uh, most recently Curtis Brooks has blown up. Um, you, you've seen uh, Darian Beavers, MyJ Sanders, Kobe Bryant. Um, 
I mean, the list is about nine deep at this point of, of guys that are going to hear their names called. And uh, Chad and I have talked about this a little bit. I haven't had this conversation with you. Uh, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on how much this is affecting the university uh, in, in the way of free marketing. Oh, for sure. I mean, we talk about when Travis Kelsey goes out there and does the UC on his touchdown and, and when he when he wears a Bearcats hat, you know, at, in interviews and stuff. I mean, that's the that's the free marketing you can't that's the marketing you can't buy. It's free marketing, but it's like that's the stuff that money can't pay for. And the fact that now all these ESPN guys, these big heads are talking about, you know, the four or five are we, are we looking at like four now that could possibly go in the first round? Like four guys from UC. Uh, that's three? Are we back to three? three? I think it's realistically, I think you're talking two in the first round, two, maybe three in the second. Like the second is where it gets really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nothing but good for the program. And I think, you know, with the unfortunate passing away of, of, of Haskins, um, I think there's an even, I hate to say it, but now, uh, even stronger chance that Des is going to go to the Steelers. Um, and we talked about this last night. Did you? Okay. It's it's just, you know, I, I hate to see it. I'll root for Des though. I mean, I, again, I, I'm a Bengals fan. I hate the Steelers, but I, I will root for Des. I'm not going to wor- wish any ill will towards him, but yeah, this I, is advertising you can't pay for, and it's amazing. So Brady? I was, go ahead. I was just going to say, Brady was talking about last night that Sauce was filming a Bose commercial in the weight room. Yeah. And Brady was trying to make sure that they'd get a CPAW in the background while they were filming the Bose commercial. Oh, I can't wait to see that commercial. That's going to be great. <laughs> so you already have two of the most marketable guys in the draft because everybody's talking about them. Yeah. It, it, today, I was I was doing some work, and I was on the phone, and I was doing some work on the iPad. And I'm just kind of like chilling and ESPN's on in the background. And I see a debt like Dan Orlovsky is breaking down Des, like a, a, a specific Des play. It was against Central Florida where, you know, he took the snap. He read to the right. The defense covered the play to the right. They were running a stunt up the middle. Des shuffles his feet to the left. And you, you'll remember this play if you remember the UCF game. And then he hits a 50-yard post down the left side as the, the defense was coming at him. And Orlovsky broke the play down like, look, these guys that are running quarterbacks, when they see that stunt, their initial reaction is just to take off, right? And Des probably would have got 10, 15 yards if he took off. But instead, shuffled his feet backwards kept his head down the field, steps into a throw with a defender in his face and completes a 50-yard post route to Alec Pierce because he saw Pierce cross the face of the safety where you know, once you know he crosses the face of that safety, he's open. And it was just a, a another conversation about breaking down Dez's tape and watching Dez do things that NFL quarterbacks have to do. Yeah. And I don't think we appreciate enough. I know the fans get frustrated with Cincinnati's offense because it's not like uh 
fast pace. It's not a it's yeah, not a run flying. and shoot. It's not like you know the the spread the 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 uh, I, I I again I forget the name of the like the West Coast. No, not the West Coast. Like the 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 trendy uh, NFL or the trendy trendy college offense. Now the air raid, the air raid. Oh, air raid. It's not the air raid. It is the 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 Bearcats run, and they did with Des. We'll see if they do it going forward. But the Bearcats run a very NFL offense. They ask their quarterbacks to make NFL reads. They ask their quarterbacks to make NFL throws. And the more you see these guys like Orlovsky and, you know, there's there's 30 examples out there right now of guys breaking down quarterback tape of Dez and saying, this isn't what college quarterbacks are asked to do. This is what NFL quarterbacks are asked to do. And Desmond Ritter does it at a level that nobody else in this class does. Oh, yeah. I mean – you know, you guys know I listen to Pat McAfee all the time, and mm-hmm. and just like uh, I've just looked it up here, but six days ago he talked about Desmond Reader quietly becoming the number one quarterback in the twenty twenty two draft, and you know a lot of people listen to, to 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 Pat. I mean, this video right here just just that one alone has one hundred twenty one thousand views on it. You put that, you put an ESPN video out there about Desmond Ritter, and I'm sure it's a lot more than one hundred one twenty one hundred twenty one thousand views, right? And it's Amazing because we weren't in this position, you know, back in back with Tommy Tuberville and everybody. Even a year ago, though. I was gonna say even a year ago, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chad asked me tonight, he said, if I would tell you a year ago today that Cincinnati would have been in the college football playoff, right? Would have nine guys potentially hearing their name called. In the NFL and draft. going to the Big 12. And Cincinnati's going to the Big 12, yeah. Another part, yeah. What, I mean, how would you have I, reacted? Aaron, stop drinking. It, right, yeah, Aaron, maybe, put the yeah. beer down. Aaron, too many urban artifacts over there. Aaron, Brent has, you know, infiltrated your brain. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> how are we? <laughs> I love that he did it in the airport last night. Pardon the punctuation podcast. How are we? <laughs> Cat Bounce Podcast is back. Tonight on the BBP, nine Bearcats in the draft. <laughs> the Bearcats are in the college football playoff. Why did and you we're ta- going to the Big 12. Why did you tap into your Avery Johnson <laughs> imitation? I didn't even know you had an Avery Johnson imitation. They're not far off. The two he knows them. how to start a show, doesn't Kelly's, he? Kelly's closing the door right now <laughs> for me to shut that Chad, I tell you, this game of basketball, <laughs> I am Avery Johnson, and I appreciate this game of basketball. Kathy just turned her knob down seven <laughs> notches uh, as she was listening to the podcast. I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Kathy. I'm sorry. It, it might Kathy, be a wel- I'm sorry. Well, it, it might be a welcome distraction from the Reds game that she's currently watching. Correct. Ooh. Woof. This is the comedic relief. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the Bearcats, obviously, they're going to certainly have success in this draft. Yeah. Which brings me to my other question for you, Ed. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be picking in this draft as well. And they're sitting at 31. 
I've run mock drafts. I don't know if you get into any of that or I don't know. Nah. Um, what position are you hoping that they they take, or or are you hoping that they trade out even? You guys got this for a minute. I got to take the dogs out apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we yeah we got Clay coming up next too. So well, I mean, I'll be right back. I just okay, gotta take cool. the Dogs out to pee. Gotcha. Because because I, I want to talk did. to Clay too. Because Kelsey, Kelsey didn't Kelsey, want to. Kelsey yeah. passed. She was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm tired. You do it. You do it. <laughs> okay. Like, I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> I don't know. I think the 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 areas of concern I had were the, the offensive line, and I think they addressed those pretty well in the in, in the um in free agency. Um and I didn't want them to get anybody for the offensive line in the draft either. I think that's just too young. We needed answers now. Um I don't know, you know. I, I never thought about them trading them out, but I think this year I might almost be okay with it. Like, I think it depends on who's available as yeah. obviously depending on how the draft goes, we're not accustomed to being this far down. We're usually looking at like who's available for our second pick. Yeah. I mean, if sauce <laughs> is going to be available, he's not going to be, no. but if sauce is going to be available, then no, I'd, on, I'd pick up. I know, he's, but I would pick up a sauce to replace Eli Apple. Sure. Um, You're talking about a top five guy in the draft. Yeah. He's not going to be the get out of here. I'm just letting you know, but if he was cornerback is not a bad place to go in the draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to tease that as next week. I have, I have some ideas as to what we're going to do in the, in this space. Um, I agree. The Bengals are a very situational position in the first round yeah. uh, because we're not usually down at 31 and you have to see what the board gives you at that point. I'm not sure um, if you saw the tweet from uh, Chad Johnson today. I did. I did. He, he wants to come. He wants to come to training camp, and he wants to try to cover uh, Chase. And uh, wow, and he said he even cut. You could even cut me. He said he doesn't need money. He sells eighty-two percent of his of his earnings in the NFL because yeah. he's very frugal, uh, and and that we could cut him at well, the that's, deadline. That's because he wouldn't buy real diamonds. He would buy earrings from Claire's. Good on good yeah. on him. And then um, I did it right after that. But I don't know. I mean. I have some ideas of things I want to do next week uh, for the show and some things I want to do in regards to the, the draft. Um, so we have only, only two Thursdays until, uh, till, till we find out what, what this Bengals team is going to do come draft time. I um, am still hoping for the interview that we were thought we were going to have tonight to happen next week, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. We will see. We have to, we have to have some ideas uh back in, it up in the in the machine yep um so i understand there is somebody waiting in the lobby though there is from just baseball and the just baseball podcast uh mr clay that's, snowden that's not the what the an podcast. introduction it, that's not the podcast you're on though right it is an actual i mean it's a just baseball podcast it it's... is a so first off i do want to point out this is reminding me of the old days when it was just Aaron and Ed here and Ed. Ed Hi, Jeff, Jeff's here. Hi, oh, Jeff. My, hey, that's my bad, Jeff. Hey, that's my bad. Well, you know, I can see why we added Jeff because Ed's commentary was, hey, if the number one cornerback in the NFL draft drops all the way to the back of the first round, I think it may be smart to take the kid who played in the backyard. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's why I'm glad, I'm glad Clay noticed my frustration with that particular comment. I mean, I was just saying that a, a, a quarter. Okay, that's right. That's fine. 
So the podcast, yes, we um, just baseball has the just baseball podcast, um, which is fantastic. And there's usually uh, Peter Apple, Jack McMullen, Arm Layton, um, and Colby Olson kind of rotate in that. They have was some it, other podcasts too. I'm sorry. I thought Jeff Conine was was he initially on it and is no longer on it. They or? have. Arm and Jeff also have a podcast. So okay. just baseball has podcast branch, if you will. Sure. And outside the box with Jeff Conine, which is really cool. If you're into kind of what that is, it's just like him telling old baseball stories and stuff. It's really, really cool to just like hear, you know, inside the clubhouse type stuff, but they're starting what they call state of the state of the division. And um, two riders will be, um, taking each division so ethan and i will be doing the nl central dropping every friday morning um so i i, I mean i'm looking forward to it but i'm not exactly looking forward to talking about this reds team once a week like you all have been doing for years i mean it's, it, it's gonna be really tough. fun 15 minutes long so it's just a quick overview that that you can listen to and kind of keep up with the whole division it's really fun talking about a team that's very well run by an awesome management. Yeah. So I, um, I'm in shambles right now. Like I got home not too long ago and immediately fell asleep on my couch, which is something I don't think I've ever done before. Like at this hour, woke up dazed and confused, not even 20 minutes ago. Try to get the Reds game on. None of the streams are working. So I, I just said, screw it. I guess I'm not watching the Reds tonight, which is probably a good um, mental health break for me. Hey, Chad. Hey, Clay. So you're hey, not watching what? the game tonight? No, none None of the streams were working that I typically use. I, I will not exactly say how I watch the Reds games in case, you know, the FBI is listening. Yeah. But- yeah. So so I'm on I'm on the radio tomorrow. Do you want to do you want to talk Reds on the radio tomorrow? Let let's talk Reds. Okay. What time's good for you? I'm on from three to six. Uh it's a little show called the Mo Egger Show. But but Mo Egger has an off day on 420 mysteriously tomorrow. It's weird. Interesting. Um yeah. I'm good. I'm good from any of those times. Okay. Aaron, hook me up with Clay. Send Clay yes. my number. We're we're gonna have Clay on because we got we got a lot to talk about Reds. I, I'm, Clay, I'm trying, are, man. I'm are you trying. taking talkbacks on that? Probably not. No. Okay. All right. I'm trying, Clay. I I I want to believe in the talent that is assembled on this roster, but okay, it looks so bad. It looks no. so, so bad. Yeah. So that's a question I have then, Chad. It, I so badly want to try to get into this red season, but I'm so kind of put off by you know, everything that's happened. And and I'm, I'm upset with myself because I missed the record breaking game that Hunter green put up the other night. And so am I, am I doing myself a disservice by letting the things that have happened recently um, clutter my brain and not actually just watching the reds and enjoying it. What do you guys think? Clay, I'll let you go. Like, you can go first. I, okay. I have thoughts. <laughs> so here's, and I have a different perspective than a lot of people do on the Reds, I'm sure. I am obviously a huge Reds fan. I've been my whole life. However, Same. I do not 
and and it's weird because yeah, you know, I'm a fan of other sports teams and other sports, and they emotionally affect me more than the Reds do. And I guess it's just because I'm numb to it. Um, I've never tasted the championship, so I don't even really know what I'm missing out on, right? But the way I just look at it is I have three hours of entertainment that's free of cost every single night. And that that's okay with me. That's the borderline. That's kind of where I say, okay, every single night I have something to do. Take me back to January when I'm watching Boston Celtics on a Tuesday night and they're playing, you know, half the starters. Like that, that's not really entertainment. Um, so at the end of the day, at least I have something to do on a nightly basis. This team is just such a hard watch. It's such a hard watch. And that's why I'm typically watching eight other games at the same time um, and have it on the iPad. Just, you know, I'm watching it, but there's um, to give you an idea of how bad of a watch this is. I was interested in watching Baltimore Orioles versus the Oakland Athletics tonight. <laughs> like that's what I was doing before I came on. I was watching that is that. a miserable fucking existence. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, well, I I, I do kind of cover the whole league, so I I, I know, try I know to watch. Yeah, I try to watch all the games, but yeah, I, I found something interesting about that game that I wanted to watch tonight, and I was sitting there, I was like, "Holy shit, dude, what is wrong with me?" I'm like more interested in watching Nick Allen, who's just like a second baseman for the Athletics, who's a prospect. Then I am like, you know. No, I know what you're doing. You're trying to build your team on MLB The Show, which you just purchased last week, and you're trying to get the guys before they graduate into I, – I know what you're doing, man. No, I don't know. Well, maybe. But <laughs> this, so this Reds team right now – The Reds have reduced you to that, Clay. The Reds I know, have reduced it's you sad. to that. He, he, here's the deal with the Reds team. In the past, you know, 2019, that team was not good. But – they were fun and they had an entertainment oh. factor. And we all watched, we all talked about it. We talked about Derek Dietrich, Jose Iglesias, and um, you know, you tuned in and they also left. had, but they also, they had also traded for Sonny Gray. Yeah. They had Luis Castillo on the come up. The right. best right fielder in a fight ever. Right. right. Like, they had some things oh, that yeah. made that team interesting and here's my thing clay i think if they didn't screw this offseason up so bad there would be an understanding from the fan base we we have a six-year window we 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 have a right now we have a six-year window this is what they should have said for me this is what they should have said we have a six-year window India and Stevenson are one year inside that window. So for them, the window might be five. But we have Green, and we have Lodolo, and we have Ellie Dale Cruz, and, and we have hope. Jose we Barrow. have a lot of these young bullpen arms that we're now going to – here's the least surprising thing ever. The Reds focused on – we have a lot of these live young bullpen arms, and they sent them – to Atlanta, Los Angeles, and San Diego. How the hell did you think that was going to work for the first month yeah. of the season? But but long-term, maybe that's good for these guys. They've learned what the top of the sport looks like. We have a long-term window, and we want to make sure. Is Jesse Winker part of that long-term window? We don't think so. 
is Eugenio Suarez going to get a contract after the end of this contract? No. Joey Votto's contract is coming off the books in 2024. We believe in the core of young guys. We believe in them. And we are going to spend time doing everything possible to work around and build around this core because for the mid-market teams, I'm a vast mid-major is in my brain, but for the core of these mid-market teams, the belief is you build through the minors, you get these guys to the minors at about the same time, they take their lumps at about the same time, which is realistically what this team is doing right now. And then in 2024, we're ready to go because Green and Lodolo have two years of experience in the major leagues. And we have all these bullpen arms that maybe they got beat up a little bit, but now they're a little bit grizzled and, you know, they understand the grind. And we have an anchor at leadoff in India. We have an anchor at cleanup in Stevenson and maybe De La Cruz and uh, the Barrero and those guys all start slotting in around there is a vision that could have been sold and the ownership just said nah fuck it go after the fans it's their fault yeah um to me i i will tell you what i think happened this offseason and it's different in baseball than other sports and i say this all the time on this podcast and other podcasts as fans we tend to try to put professional sports in one area of the brain. The Bengals did this, and this is how the Reds should do a similar roster construction. It's so incredibly different. And without a salary cap, it is such a different monster. I think what the Reds did was they built a team that was supposed to compete and still be in that competition window right now. Um, But what they did, they said, we're going to sacrifice defense and we're going to be a home run team in a home run ballpark. And they tried Beer league it. Softball. Beer league softball. Right. And it did not work. So they said, okay, what happened with the last rebuild? We waited too long and literally got nothing of worth from any of the quote unquote stars that were traded off. So I think that what they decided to do, and I'm not necessarily saying I agree with this. I'm just saying what I think they did was they said, Let's sell high on Jesse Winker. Let's, you know, sell high here, make a couple trades. Um, I thought it was a good move to get off of Sonny Gray, to be honest with, with you. I thought that was the right timing. And I wrote that back in December. It was time to get off of him. I agree. And um, what they did was they said, okay, we tried one thing. It did not work. We are going to focus on 2024 and you saw that in a way um in the draft when they drafted matt mcclain who was a college bat who was already drafted in the first round a couple years before they were getting a guy that was closer to the mlb and i don't think that was just a chance i don't think that was a we think he's the 17th better overall prospect and we got him at 17 i think it was a we want a guy who's going to be ready to compete sooner rather than later. And you saw that with a couple of the moves that they made with Winker. They got Brandon Williamson, who's going to be in the mix sooner than later. 
um, Justin Dunn, who's already in the mix, however he's injured. And um, that's kind of what they went. Now, the the Nick Castellanos thing, I don't know. I, I think that was just, hey, does he really make this team better? Yes. They does he change the trajectory him. of the team? I mean, he's going to add two wins at the end of the year. And if we're talking right. 72 or 74 wins, I don't think that really I, – I think that was just a money thing. Now, of course, fans are going to be pissed, right? You had a good product the past two years. It was it. It had a lot of flaws, and I mean, if you watch as much baseball as I do, and you watch other teams, the Reds team did not play like a lot of other teams did, and there was a lot of better teams out there. Um, but they were fun. They were fun. They were fun. Um, but at the end of the day, they said, "Okay, we're going to move off of the Suarez money." That was several more years. I, I, now, I know $11 million is not a ton, but when we're talking about a small market That's team. four players for them. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of players. And, um, you know, they said we're going to get cheaper and then Moose will be off of our books. And, you know, uh, and, and I, I'm not defending ownership when I say this, but too often people overlook that offseason when they signed Moose and Akiyama and – Wade Miley and Cassianos, like they spent, they showed that they are willing to do it. It's just how often will they be w- willing to do it? Okay, right. well, they're going to get a clean slate because let's be honest, they're not selling selling the team. We know that they're not going to sell the team. So we just have to accept that thing. and just move forward with with them. Or I mean, they say where else are you going to go? Like you literally, it's twenty twenty two. I was watching a game in Oakland on my laptop. Like I don't have to rely on the local right. Reds new news coverage Clutch. to to be a fan of a team anymore. It's not 1964 where I have to read the box scores in the morning paper. And you can't watch the Reds team locally anymore anyway. anyway so yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and unless you, you have can. some type of package of some kind, and unless you have this crazy thing called cable television or no Peacock, way. Apple Plus, all the other. Stupid yeah. shit you have to watch. <laughs> I have it. Friday right now, games, I, I, just have, I just have cable. I get to watch whatever I want because I have cable television. No, you, Friday night, you could not watch without Peacock. Oh, oh yeah, I just Plus. didn't watch. Well, that's on them. That's on them. So I, I, tying I, this I, all back to this season, this season's not going to end up being very much fun, as you can tell. Um, The hope is – well, he – I'll tell you what's having me tune in this year, and it's not much, honestly. Um, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo plus the Young Bats. Um, right. This is, but the, you're getting at what I'm trying to say. They screwed up the messaging so bad because the messaging was easy. Yeah. The oh no, I agree. Was so easy. The messaging was India Stevenson Green. Lodolo, we have a championship-level young core that need to take their lumps. They need to get seasoned. They need to get experience in becoming championship-level players. And we are going to ride that out with them and build around what we believe is a championship young core. And instead... They said payroll and resources and faith, and but they never said 
They said all the things you're not supposed to say without saying the easy things. The easy things were rookie of the year, like third or fourth or whatever Stevenson was in rookie of the year voting to clear frontline starters that are going to have to take their lumps and learn how to be guys. A young bullpen full of arms we believe in, but they've never pitched in the major leagues yet. You go back to that Atlanta series, Clay, you saw the same thing I saw. Every guy that came in from the bullpen, it was like, oh, major league debut for Jimmy Slapdick. Like, that was like, but Jimmy Slapdick making his major league debut in two years could become the guy that's closing out or or pitching in the seventh inning of a playoff game. And they didn't sell us on any of that. Instead, they insulted us and disrespected us. Like yeah. they're idiot what they said, fans. What, what they said was absolutely pathetic. I, I that That's the only word I can come up with is pathetic. And it also shows that you don't have to be smart to be rich. You can be an <laughs> idiot and be rich and own a baseball team. Right? And that's exactly okay. what's happened here. And this isn't, you know, everyone assumes, um, you know, being I a Reds it. fan, they, they think, oh, you know, we are the only people with this awful owner. There are so many bad, idiotic owners out there. Um, a lot of these rich people are not necessarily in it for baseball. I know that's not breaking news or anything. but They're in it to make money. Yeah, and you know what? They honestly should just not speak at all because they they, they, they just can't handle it. It's absolutely pathetic that me, a 28 years old with no PR training – can draft up in 14 seconds a message that is safer than what they actually say on the air. And then they have a chance to walk it back. And what do they do? They shit their pants. It's because No, that was the message. That was the message. And it's pathetic. Because, uh, look, understand, from the radio side of things, from the radio side of things, that is a layup interview that Phil Castellini does every year. At the Holy Grail or wherever they were, I think it was at the Grail. Yeah, Smoke Justice. Smoke Justice. Oh no, it was it was a Grail. Sorry, it was, it was a grail. grail. No, it's the yeah. Grail. It was it was Mo and Sloney at the Grail on WLW. That is a layup interview, and Mo threw him the softball, and all he had to say is, "We believe in our young core. We are trying to structure away from three outcome baseball." We don't want to be a home run strikeout walk team. We want to be a team that puts the ball in play. We want to be a team that relies on dominant pitching uh, through the from the top to the bottom of our organization with maybe the best pitching coach in baseball. Like the message was easy, but he came to fight. Seho he came to him, fight. Seho gave him an even bigger softball. He gave him right. a beach ball. But that's my point. He came to fight. He, and and here's the funny thing. You know what this was a result of? They split those two games in Atlanta. Right? Yeah. Oh, we split. We split with the World Series champs. We're fine. We're fine. There's nothing to see here. There's no problems with the Cincinnati Reds. We just went to the World Series champs, and we split two games. Come on. Like – this is a smart baseball town. This is a baseball town that lived through 
the greatest team in the history of baseball, the 90 World Series. Like I, I, I was there in the playoffs. I had I had yellow seats for the Pirates series when I was like, like 13, 13 years old. I think my dad and I went to probably 30 games that year. I live that shit. Don't talk down to us. The people that are the reason that the Reds are the Reds. I, it just, it's so disingenuous. And the messaging was so bad, Clay. It was so bad because there was an easy message. There was an easy message that all of us would have been sitting right here believing in right now if from the beginning of the offseason, they said, we're going to restructure. We think we have long term what it takes to be a contender at the core of our organization. Yeah. And And they didn't say it. They just didn't say it. And then instead sell the team, Bob, like when they, when the, the the biggest mistake ever was the, the payroll resources thing, right? Yeah. That was immediately everybody dug their, their, their feet in the turf. And I also think something that we don't talk about enough uh, we just being, you know, people in Red's country, if you will, is simply that, you know, if you were the Diamondbacks, let's say we were in the NL West and we did this, everyone would understand. Okay, sure. Dodgers, Padres, like, we're not near that level. Let's be smart. We're not in that situation. The NL Central is the worst division in baseball. It truly Which is, is wild because two and, years ago it had a chance to be the best. And instead of saying, let's let's go for it, let's try to win this division, it's doable, they decided not to. Now, you know, we could talk all day about if that's the right move or not. Um, obviously, the fans don't want to see that. It, at the, I mean, it's all going to come down to this is a team that's always going to be hamstrung by the size of their market. It's it could be worse. It really could it be worse. Have to be. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It could be worse. You could be, you know, Oakland or you could be, I mean, I, I don't think people understand how bad Oakland is like it, in their situation. Like they are going to literally get moved from that city. They, they were like in the playoff hunt, like more so than the Reds last year. And they were just like, okay, Matt Chapman, gone. Matt Olson, gone. About to trade Frankie Montas and Sean Mania, gone. Like, that was terrible for the fans. Um, the Reds are not quite there, which is, I guess, the, about the only positive. We, you know, we're not the absolute worst teardown in the league. You know, like, he, here's the, the medal and hang the banner. We are the but worst. Could you argue they should be? Tear no. it down. Sell Luis Castillo. Sell like uh, sell Luis? Tyler Malley. Okay, my my deal. Okay, so when you look at the rotation going forward, Lodolo and Green are going to be legit plus starters. I I don't think there's any doubt. Both are top twenty prospects in almost everything besides key flaws. Build around um, that. Yeah. So you have that. I think you either I, – I think you keep one of Mali or Castillo. I don't think that they keep both of them. Are are they – are either one of those guys here in 2024? 
in in 2024? Yeah. I think one will be. And I think it would be Tyler Malley if I had to guess. And the reason why is I think it's going to be a little bit easier in terms of a trade package to move Luis Castillo. Not saying he's worth less. Um, he's got this year and next year of control. That's going to be attractive. Um, what, what he's a of- little bit more proven than Tyler Malley. I, I think that you could get – and I know this is not what people want to hear right now, but if you could – like that trade package right there for Luis Castillo could literally – if you get another type of trade package – of top end top 100 prospects that are a year away like you're talking about because right now the reds have too many holes to say oh we got to hold on to all these guys and right. fill it in free agency because that's, that's not that. how this works when you look at. at this team how many holes do they have right now in the lineup well, and by the way we're talking right about now. 2024 so you got a vado's gone, gone or completely washed up by then the, the, there's no way Joey Votto's here in 2024. Right, he has the thickest knob in all of baseball. But what? That's what she said. The knob of his bat is so thick; it's it didn't get any better there, Ed. Yeah. So India's a second. So you have India and Stevenson as your for sure cornerstones to build around, right? Who who's it short? De La Cruz or Barrera? So that that's kind of the beauty of it is shortstop's a tough position to find, right? De La Cruz by that time will be about 21, 22 years old. Um, I've watched a lot of his games. I'm a little bit weary about him being ready to contribute. I'm not saying he won't be in the show, but I don't it's gonna take him a little bit more time. The hype train's a little out of control, and that's because he has the tools he's flashed, to allow right. it to be out of control. But when you watch a highlight tape, you say, Holy shit, look at this guy, right? Then you watch the entire game, and you're like, Okay, I I see where the flaws are, but he has so much potential because of his just natural ability. Okay, so you have Jose Barrero as an option. Matt McClain as an option. I, I, I don't know why. It just seems like Matt McClain's being slept on a little bit. Um, I I really like what I've seen from him this year. Um, and then, you know, the outfield is so bad right now. I mean, Ooh. it's just so, so bad. Um, Jay Allen's a guy, 21 years old, probably not ready to step in and be, you know, someone who you can absolutely rely on by then. But if he's your third or fourth, best option that's fine um that that's a little bit easier to fill in free free agency i think um, or in a, in a trade for castillo you find an outfielder right right yeah and that's what i'm saying it's just there's enough to say okay i'm not going to completely lose faith in fandom for me you know what i mean like there, there's this is a legit top 10 prospect system and that's not yeah. that's not something to sleep on. I mean, if you look around the at the league at Baltimore and Oakland and these teams that have kind of been in the, in a rut, those systems are not that good. Baltimore's is, but there's plenty of terrible, terrible systems. And when you look at a team like the White Sox, they have such a shitty system that they can't even make a trade for Frankie Montas right now without including one of their best young bats who's on the MLB roster. 
I mean, that that's where some teams are standing right now. Um, the Reds are in a good position. The Brewer system is bad. And all they have right now are three pitchers, a mediocre lineup, and they're praying Christian Yelich can get back to form and help carry that team. He's and done. He, his, his stats look good so far this year. There's been some ugly swings, but he's much better than last year. Um, the, the the Pirates are a team that I think have a really good system too. I, I think it could easily be Pirates. You know the Cardinals are always going to be no lower than about three, right? Right. The Pirates have some talent coming up. They're going to trade it. The Reds, yeah. That's what they do. Maybe they are, but they'll all still be under team control by 24. Um, so it, it's going to get interesting. But it's not a complete loss. It's not a complete um, – I mean, we, we all know these sports franchises, so, that there is no hope. You look at the Detroit Lions and you just think, right. holy crap, how do I literally think five years down the road I can still be a fan of this team? There's there's nothing. Um, so, so now the question becomes, Chad, is how much faith do we have that when push comes to shove in 24 – all these young players are seasoned to a bit. You know, it's looking good. We need to fill in the roster, three three spots, a couple of bullpen arms, whatever. How much faith do we have in the front office to make the right moves? That they're going to take Joey Votto's $25 million and invest it. Plus, Mike Moustakis is at that plus, point $20 yeah, million. Like, yeah, like Spend it correctly, though. I, I guess the the – overarching like concern is that do we trust them even though the messaging has been so awful like they are being aloof disingenuous uh unoriginal like i, I, I the, what they're telling fans is i'm your daddy and daddy, like, you know, trust, like, I, I, what's the phrase I'm looking for, Aaron? What do you tell the kids? You got kids now. Who is um, your daddy and what does he do? Because I said so. That's what I'm looking for. Because I said so. Why should we trust you? Because I said so. Yeah. Well, the, there's no, what have you done over the past 15 years? Yeah. That the, makes me I, I think we can all agree. And there's no debate that the messaging is bad. I, you know, and at what point do I, I, the thing is, I don't really give a shit what Nick Kroll says. Like, I I don't want him to talk at all. And I don't care. As long as the moves he makes, make sense. I don't really give a shit what he says. Right. When he speaks. Right. Sure. And I think he's made um, good moves and I haven't looked at him and said, holy crap, I do not see the vision at all with this move. The closest one would have been Sonny Gray because I did not think getting an 18-year-old high school first-round arm is the best move. But at the end, you know, the thing that we have to remember also as fans is they don't call one team say, right. or a team calls them. First team that calls, hello, yeah, you want to give us that? Okay, like that, our hands are tied. Sounds like, good, deal. They shop around. <laughs> I'll, I'll disagree, and I, I will counter that with the the way that everything with the Wade Miley thing went down because 
it, it there's it, a there's a reason why no one wanted Wade Miley. It was just the fact that the way that they got rid of him, they could have done it differently and still saved money. They didn't save money the way that they did it. Well, they they saved nine million dollars. Right, but wasn't it like they got nothing back when they could have gotten something back for him? Like, well, yeah, and the question with that just becomes, okay, what was what were the other teams willing to give up? I'm sure you know somebody would give you the Tucker Barnhart trade. Here's a 24 year old single A guy who can't hit for him. Um, I don't know. I there has to be more to that because I I don't remember seeing any move like that across the league. Not just with the Reds. Like, I don't know if there's something that they know that we don't know. Obviously, he's injured um, right now. Maybe it was just the way that it was reported then. I don't know. It it just, it it was baffling to me. I I feel like, and this, I I shouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt, but with how strange all of that was and how quiet everything was around the league about it, there has to be something that we don't know or I, I don't know. It was just so weird, but. Yes. Regardless, Wade Miley, I mean, I, I, um, you know, fans were mad about that. If if this was a healthy roster and Hunter Green was in AAA because Wade Miley needed to take up innings at 35 years old on a bad team, would fans be mad? Yes. I wasn't like, they're going to they be rid- mad I regardless. I wasn't mad that they got rid of Wade Miley. It was just in the right. sense that, like, it. I, I feel like it almost cost them money to get rid of him the way that they went about getting rid of him. Yeah, I, to, the the problem wasn't Wade Miley. Ultimately, it was coming back around to Mike Miner. That too. Yeah, that like the Wade Miley thing. Eh, whatever. Like it, it's it's an old guy that's kind of washed up, and maybe he eats up innings, or maybe he spends you know seventy percent of the season on the DL. Um, but then you go back and you give Mike Miner the Wade Miley money. For the same guy, I I fully believe this. Mike Miner was to appease Derek Johnson. Yeah, hundred because Derek Johnson was pissed at the Sonny Gray trade. Yeah, where where'd Sonny Gray pitch in college? They're both his dudes, right? He was furious, from what I've heard, that Sonny Gray was moved without really any, uh, you know, input from him. And he wanted his own guy to kind of settle things. And that's where Mike Miner came in. But if you know baseball, what's the real difference between Mike Miner and Wade Miley? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's negligible. It's it's pretty minor at the end of the day. Both Vetty like lefties. There. I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, glad, that, I'm, I'm glad that someone caught that there. All right. That's very um, punny, Clay. That's very punny. They're vet I lefties know. who are going to have a 4 5 to 5 5 ERA, eat right. some innings, and you can flip them at the deadline for an 18 year old out of the Dominican that's seven years away. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. Now, that's one thing that will be interesting is how much is this, you know, it in a perfect world. What would happen here is Tommy Pham, who I believe hit a home run tonight. He did. Um, he did. And had a great game yesterday. If he hits well enough, he is going to be a pretty big commodity 
at the deadline. That is a really solid vet on a one-year deal that's easy to eat. And you got to remember at that point in the season, you're not even paying the full salary, right? right. You're going to be paying what two some two or three million dollars left of it. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. But if, how good is the return you're going to get on him? Well, that, that that's what I'm saying. That's the question. You gotta you just gotta let these players play and just see if you can flip them at the deadline if it if you know as we assume the Reds won't be in it. Um they won't. They won't. Right. <laughs> I like, I uh, you saw I'm what not... the you saw what the two and nine or the one and eight starts of the years years yeah, past. I'm not right? one to um you know people I have an issue with people before the season just like completely counting out a team like the Reds, where they have like some legit like MLB talent. Like you don't get an award for being the first person to say this team sucks. Like just let it, you know, <laughs> we'll all be there in three months and say it with you. Like no one's gonna come back to your tweet and be like, dude, great tweet, man. I love that. Like, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you were the me. first one to tweet it. Good job, dude. Here's yeah, your, man. Here's I appreciate your, it. I, I make a lot here's of those tweets belt. and never nobody ever comes back and tells me great job. <laughs> So yeah, I get it. yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, this season is going to be about Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Jose Barrero, and that—that's what I'm watching for. Is I'm watching for growth. What did we see in Nick Lodolo's first start? Great first inning. In the second inning, he couldn't hit the strike zone, and that was never an issue in AAA. And all of these people saying. Man, he needs to be in AAA. You know, these negative people. Well, yeah, you know what? You probably never watched a single pitch no, of his in AAA. He has to be in Major League Baseball. Yes. He's 24 he years old. He has nothing else to prove in AAA, AA, right. NEA. This is it's, – it's a learning curve. And what did we see in the second start? Much more competitive pit, pit, pitching just overall. More deliberate attacking hitters. He went – High fastball to Jose Alfaro, or um, yeah, uh, Alfaro, Jorge Alfaro challenged him and struck him out. Like that, that's a big league pitch right there. Um, we we just have to watch for stuff like that. Get excited about that. Um, we we could choose to sit back and just pout about all of it, and you know, everyone has every right to do that, and it doesn't really affect me at all. But um, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and try to enjoy. The entertainment of it, um, they're not really playing for much. So I, I I'm right. just all you know about development, and um, we'll we'll just watch that and see how it goes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just I, entertainment. I just, I just wish we were being sold an honest bill of goods. That, that yeah. that's really all. Because yeah, I, and my whole I thing think there was that, a path to do that. Yeah, this is what we're doing. This is our vision. Right, but that's just not what happened, and there's nothing we can do to fix it. And at this point, like, I mean, it literally sucks that they're the owners. Like, it's honestly kind of terrifying in a way as a fan that the person who runs the team's like, in a way, threatening to leave the city, which honestly cannot happen. And anyone who thinks that Phil Castellini has the power to move the team does not understand how any of that works because he simply doesn't. So, so. I, I want to talk to Clay about some real shit. They only own what eighteen percent of the team. So I don't know the team. exact percentage. Ed has it's, everyone's emails, though. It's under twenty yeah. percent. They own the controlling share. They don't. They can't 
sell the team, no. right? This is not the Steinbrenners. This is not like the Boston Red Sox. They don't have the authority to do what they're threatening to do, right? Like, I can't believe the board didn't tell Phil to kick rocks. It doesn't matter what any of those people say. All of this has to go through the league office. And the league office is the control at all of this. The league, you you know how you can pass a bill and it can get through the House and the Senate and the governor can just say, no. just a bill. That is exactly what's happening here. They do not have to approve the move of a team or they can shut it down. They have ultimate control. So no matter what, and I'm not, you know, if you want to spend your money on a billboard and put out that that message, that's perfectly fine. Um, But I, I, you know, I don't see. But um, my point being, they don't actually own the team. Like they, they're not right. The majority. There's very few professional sports teams that you could pinpoint one owner who sold and something would change. Right. And the, if, the and, idea and, and, and of that's it getting the point, right? If 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 Castellini sold his shares, there would just be somebody else up, who's right. Somebody already in the ownership group that would take over the controlling shares, or whoever bought it would own eighteen percent and the controlling share. But nobody's buying the Reds. Ed actually told me offline um that ed, he thought the best Cincy, ed this ed yes okay ed top sure. left for those of you on youtube told <laughs> me offline and this is a hundred percent true that he wants pete rose to buy the team i say that yeah i don't remember saying that ed you said it i said it i may have been drunk I may have just made that up just okay. to put Ed in the spot there, but <laughs> right. but I have I have some real questions for you guys. I said I said when I said Ed <laughs> offline, he went like this. I feel I feel so bad oh, because shit. I I didn't I know mine? I didn't know Chad was going to stick around for this entire show, uh, and I have zero. I wanted with that. to talk to Clay about well, some things because I, I, like I had questions. Well, and I, and when I booked Clay tonight. It was on the premise that we wouldn't be talking about ownership too much. And I, That's <laughs> why I have I have a subject change. So I decided I wanted to look for a Reds hat this weekend. Oh, okay. And and did you guys remember last year's uh the city, the city theme hats and how disgusting they were? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that this year it's the big red or the big league chew hats? We have big league chew themed baseball hats this year. It's terrible. And, and they say big league chew right here, and they give you a nice little pin. And, and they even have the name of the big league chew that this hat's supposed to represent. So this would obviously uh blue raspberry. Uh we've got sour apple, uh wild punch watermelon or wild pitch watermelon. I'm sorry. And uh, people spend American currency on this. Fifty dollars. <laughs> I, I like that with the currency. strawberry. I like. I like the strawberry. I'm the strawberry the one's strawberry. not bad. It actually just strawberry like a, ice. Is that like what it's called? <laughs> it might be. It's called strawberry ice, right? <laughs> if it's called strawberry ice, I'll take fifty of them. They're fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> I don't understand what's so funny. 
Okay, so you couldn't even say that with a straight face, Clay. I was trying to. Okay, so my take on all of these hats are that they absolutely suck. And maybe I'm too simple here, but no, I like very awful. simple hats. There's too much going on with all of these. Okay, so I kept scrolling, um, and this is the next hat that caught my eye. It is called the Splatter ah. Hat. Uh, that looks like. Never mind. I probably I probably can't. Say <laughs> so you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking because somebody's girlfriend had that hat on. <laughs> that hat was twenty dollars cheaper. Um, Ed, if you want a really cool hat. hat some of the most underrated hats, Daytona Tortugas, low A of the Reds, have some sweet, sweet hats. I, I hat. told you I want to look out hat, but can can we go back to the hat with the jizz on it? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it. I personally like I, I'm a big hat guy. Um, not like these types of hats. Have you, have you ever had a hat? With, have, have you ever had a hat with like that on it? No. Um, not when I purchased it. And <laughs> I think like ninety percent of red hats kind of suck. Look at, look at this one. The Pete Rose would definitely own this one. <laughs> Pete Rose would definitely own that one. Clay, you've had some zingers tonight, man. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on with us tonight. I appreciate you. Oh God, Clay. I'm gonna. I'll text you in the morning. We'll figure out a time. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have you on tomorrow because I like. I'd actually like to have you on for like a half hour, like not yeah. just one segment, two segments, because there's so much I need to like, like decompress and like get out. I'm free all seeing. the time, so all whatever right. you need, Are I'll you be there. Are you kidding me? Let's this do. This hat um, doesn't have the pen on it, and so it is. $20 cheaper than the one with the pen on it. They all suck. That's true, though. Let's do like 415 to 445. What do you think? Perfect. All right. I've got your number. Aaron sent it to me. I will give it to Taryn tomorrow, and we'll legit talk some reds. And uh, outside of that, I think I'm talking a lot of UC tomorrow because I'm sick of this shit. So I was not able to listen to the first part. Did we already talk NFL draft besides Ed's comment about, hey, if a top seven player overall drops to the Bengals, they should select him. <laughs> that was when I knew we couldn't talk any more NFL draft. <laughs> you guys are kind of <coughs> Ed, Ed, they're not getting sauce. It's not happening. I know, but it would be nice. Sure. Yeah. It would be to great get, to, get be a top awesome. five, to get a top five pick at 31. That that would be amazing. Did you guys know that that uh, Tyler Stevenson owns a T Higgins jersey? Yeah, we all. I'm saw sure a lot of people that live in Cincinnati own a T Higgins jersey. I don't understand why that was like a fact under his name on the scoreboard. I have a Joe Burrow jersey. So Ed, or, or not Ed? I'm sorry. So Clay, Clay wants to talk draft. Let's talk draft. Well, I, I was going to say um, before we move on off of baseball. One more time for anybody who's still with us or joined late or whatever the case may be, they can find you right now writing for Just Baseball, and you write for not just the Reds, but teams across the entirety of the MLB. 
I have a piece about the Rockies I'm working on right now. So yeah, that I for whatever reason I just levitate towards teams that have been historically bad. So yeah, I mean last year it was what the uh you really suck the at this play. The Tigers, right? <laughs> yeah, I uh Tigers, Pittsburgh. Mariners, Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh. I, I've been doing kind of a lot of different like kind of fun pieces with them Clay. with with just baseball. Um Clay, Clay here's the problem. Your definition of fun stinks. No, 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 no. When I say fun pieces, I mean like a Pokemon television was one article and it was like talking about all the fun players in the MLB. It wasn't like, hey, I'm tuning in to watch Elias Diaz, the catcher for the Rockies, hit six home runs this year. Chad, it's not quite. I've had conversations with Clay about what he does on MLB the show, obviously, as I brought that up earlier in this show. Uh, But he he loves self loathing. (laughs) <laughs> where he'll, he'll take a terrible team. I only play with bad teams. And then just clear out the whole system. That's yeah. Clay, it's so bad. Like, why Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't think that's myself, it, though. But I do not hate myself enough to buy a jizz hat like Ed. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy it. I got, Ed, I got a little information Ed, for your Ed, Rocky. You article. have to buy that hat and wear it on this podcast. You I'm have to buy the hat. jizz hat. No, you have to. You put it up on I'm the screen. You put it out there for everybody. You have to buy that hat and wear Clay. it on this podcast. Clay, we we, we might have a uh, another gift sent to a, a, a somebody on this podcast. We'll we'll, we'll talk off air <laughs> about raising money. For... <laughs> yeah, sure. You guys start a GoFundMe and okay, and I'll pay for the hat if you wear it. Um, not paying for that. I'll go half, Clay. We'll go half. I was I, that's what I was getting I at. Well, like me, like the us three, I'm sure Jeff would be in on it if, if Ed's wearing a, a skeet hat. So uh ah, skeet, 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 skeet. But no, I, um, Clay, say, um, I got Clay, I got something for your Rockies article that I just learned today. I highly doubt I accept it, but okay. Well, they have a minor league team in Hartford, Connecticut called the Yard Goats. Yeah, or, yeah, I know. Yeah, they play at Dunkin' Donuts Park. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Uh, we you already had it in your article. I, I, I just know that already. I watch a lot of minor league baseball too. You are a minor league guy. All right, I guess I should try to put Jesus. that one on you. Connor Joe is fantastic, and on their team was in spring training with the Reds. He was for a, Red. a little bit yeah. a couple years back. Yeah. Sounds like a, uh, a a guy that would be a name for like a Barry Bonds before he was like you remember back when when oh, had... what was that guy's name? Who was the fake Barry Bonds? Um, the Reds have a guy in second. I don't remember fake Barry Bonds back on like Ken Griffey Jr. baseball or whatever it no, was. It was like MVP 04. He had a very generic name and everyone knew it was Barry Bonds. It had like well, all the exact ratings Barry Bonds would have. He played right field. It was like Connor Connor Joe sounds like yeah, Reggie character. Reggie Gary Thons. Gary Thons. Gary Thons. His name was Reggie Stalker. Reggie Stalker. I don't think that was it. No, it says Barry Bonds MVP 05 alias instead came from a EA Sports production member uh, in the clever play on words. So, uh, Sony San Diego studio changed Barry Bonds to Reggie Stalker in the MLB. What was the clever play on words? I have not a clue. Apparently he was stalking someone. Like <laughs> It's very awkward. Weird. Weird. Or was it John Dowd? I was just going to say, I only brought up that story about Clay taking the worst teams. I, I think that he, again, just kind of a little bit of self-loathing at the beginning, but I think he 
like me, I do the same thing, but it's usually me taking the Reds because they're usually a shitty team. Um, but but he thinks he's better than the actual GMs and, and ownership groups. And I'm and a roster right around. I'm a roster building nerd, and I will. I I, I really. You know, it'll be the show's not of real life. I don't know if you'll know that or not, but rebuilding the Reds is Bullshit. so <laughs> shitty to do on MLB the show compared to like other bad teams. Like, I don't know why their prospects just are not adjusted. Uh, yeah, also their contracts suck. Um, did you actually want to talk anything about the NFL draft as you brought it up, Clay? Um, I just like listening and commenting. I was hoping Ed could give us, you know, a couple more, you know risers and fallers okay well how about this how about we talk about is there any discussion with cincinnati trading out of the pick we talked about that a little bit like i, I feel like be. i'd be okay with there it yeah this is the I, first year in many years that I, I would be okay with it i i think what what happens is especially this year in this particular draft and i do want to try and do a mock draft at some point to just just to show like what could happen if certain guys were still available. Um, but in any case, I, I think it's very situational and it, I think it's going to depend on their board. The it, well, if they have, say, say they still have at that particular pick, if they have five to seven guys that are right around that same ranking and you can trade down within that span, I think they do it. You got to hope somebody's trading up. I mean, for a quarterback is what you hope. You you hope that a picket goes early. You hope that. The question is, does the fifth year mean more to the Bengals than it does to the team that's looking to get into that spot? Yeah. Right. So he, here's my thing on the fifth year option. With the new kind of changes in the CBA that they had, the transition tag and the franchise tag is effectively a fifth year option. It's almost oh. the. Same amount of money. So I don't value the fifth year option as much as other people might. Simply because it's you. Except for quarterbacks. Except for quarterbacks. But, you know, when you're at the back end of the first round, um, one thing we know about the NFL draft for sure is quarterbacks will go earlier than they are in terms of a viewer just to power rank the top 50 prospects. If quarterback 37, overall prospect, he's maybe going to go top 15. Maybe quarterback 50 goes top 30 because quarterback's the so, most important position in all of sports, right? So, right, so here's here's the question in this draft. There's not a quarterback one. No, no. So it comes down to, and I talked to Dave about this. This is directly from Dave Simone, who does the BCJ podcast with me, who's like as smart about the draft as anybody I know. If Carolina doesn't go quarterback at eight, right? You're looking, you might not see a quarterback until 20, right? And if you don't see a quarterback until 20, the back end of the draft of the back end of the first round becomes wild on teams trying to get that fifth year for their quarterback. If it happens early, you don't get that run at the back end of the draft. Like if Carolina goes Dez or Malik Willis or Pickett, whatever, and all of a sudden there's a top 10 quarterback 
then the run on quarterbacks probably starts early, right? Well, what if I I think there's so few drafts where only one goes top twenty with quarterbacks, no matter how bad sure, they are. Sure. Yeah. And and I, I'm just siding with history here. There's gonna be three in the top twenty. Even if they're not good. I mean in the in the entire first round. I think there'll be four. Yeah, I mean, if you look at just historic of we the have, draft, there's so many shitty quarterbacks. We that, have to now go. what happens if uh the Giants at seven trade out of seven and you know, with a QB needy team coming up to seven, does that force the hand of a Carolina to say or not 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 Carolina, another team to say, oh, maybe this is gonna start the run on it. Maybe we need to trade up. And maybe there isn't the trade back into the first round. Right. The draft is, I mean, how many different possibilities could there be? Who's going to have a gas mask this year? Nobody knows. Exactly. Nobody knows. The fun part is, like, if, if we get to 10 and a quarterback hasn't been taken, which is very realistic. Yes, for sure. Very realistic in this draft. What happens 10 to 20? Does somebody make a move to trigger the quarterbacks? Yeah. Or yeah. Do, do those teams stay firm? We need a corner. We need a wide receiver. We need a rush end. And all of a sudden, you're at 18, 17, 18, 19. And there's maybe been one quarterback taken. Then the value at the end, because like if you're the Bengals, are you really worrying about that fifth year? No. So somebody might value that way more than you do. And you get a second and a third on top of what you already have. Then it becomes really interesting. The Bengals did it with, with like the Dalton, you know, AJ green, AJ green draft, like where they, they position themselves. I don't, they didn't have to trade to do it, right? They just got Dalton no. right at the well, top of that second round. Right. But now it's so much more because the money is so insane. You want to get that quarterback at the end of the first. Dalton also took the uh, Colin Kaepernick, who took the first deal of that kind, where right. it, it was very incentive laden and all of that. Yeah, and and Dalton took a very similar deal after Colin Kaepernick took his second deal, and and everything kind of went from there. But that was a, another another time, honestly, at this point, which is crazy. Clay, we're we're I'm going to invite you into this because you love the draft, right? You're a draft guy. I am. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. So it's a big numbers we, guy. We are looking to do on the Bearcat Journal YouTube a draft like live stream throughout the draft where it's just us riffing on the picks that are happening. Would you would you want to would you want to come in I on that I Thursday I, night to do the first round? I'm in a wedding that weekend. Is I'm it out your own Thursday. Weekend. What on Thursday? Oh no! No, I I could do Thursday. I couldn't do the first whole. Round. Yeah, no Thursday. I'm talking about the first round. Yeah, I might be in for that. We're gonna get Sauce Gardner in the top ten picks. 
Oh, I, Gaz, thought you were gonna, I, I thought you were going to say we are going to get him on, on the no, show. I, I mean, I might. I'll try. He's going to be at the draft. We could busy. probably we could probably get Brady live, right? I mean, Brady Brady's going to be there. Brady's Tom Brady, for those draft. of you who don't all know. Uh, Brady Collins. Brady Collins. <laughs> we could probably get Brady live from the draft. Um, Ed? Ed, Ed, I think you'd you'd be willing on that Thursday. Oh, I am night. being invited. Okay, yeah, I, I could probably do that on a Thursday night. Well, uh, what time's the draft start? Like eight o'clock, right? If you wear the hat to this, Ed, <laughs> Ed, you're only allowed on the draft thread if you have the jizz hat. I, I, I think the, he, I wear the white only, diamond collection. I think he's only allowed on this show if he's <laughs> if he's wearing that hat. Oh shit. <laughs> Next Thursday night, like a week from Thursday, let's. I think we could all have fun watching the draft together and just kind of breaking shit down. Yeah. Open invite, Clay. You're 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 in if you want to be all in. Right. Ed, sounds good. Ed. Yeah. Well, I'll let good. Jeff know. He he's. I should be good. He's, he's gone to bed for an early morning excursion at the uh, the wildlife park. He's in Disney, man. He's at Disney. Uh, so he's going to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that one. I told him that you gave him pointers at the beginning. Did he do Star Wars? He did that Sunday, I think. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have missed Star Wars. Let's be. He he did either Sunday or Saturday. It was raining. I want to say it was Sunday. As soon as he got there, he did Star Wars. More than likely. All right. I got. I got. I got radio tomorrow. I was going to say. Right. 415 to 445. You and me tomorrow. We're going to talk Reds. Perfect. I can do it. We'll have some fun. I'll put a talk back in. That about wraps it up. It's people helping people. That's what we do here at Pardon the Punctuation. Clay getting his first radio spot with Chad Brendel tomorrow from 415 to 445. But this I'm absolutely eight. jizzed about I mean, jazzed about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was another episode in Pardon the Punctuation. Hope your kids aren't listening. Put them to bed. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Clay. We appreciate you, Chad. Uh, but that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We're out of here. Ba-da-ba-ba.